101.1 FM, Columbia, and KCOU.FM. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for KCOU, The Unwritten Rule, a comedic sports show from the heart of Missouri. Alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren, here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back, everybody, to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. It is Friday, July 22nd. Jack Knowlton, and of course, joined again by Zoom this week. Kenny Van Doren, Peyton Haverman, gentlemen, how are the skies today? It's 104 degrees out, <laughs> Uh It's pretty terrible. Um, luckily, I go on vacation next week to somewhere much cooler um, on a lakefront. They're very so nice. Where are you going? It'll be very nice. I am going to Ohio. I'm going to see family and go to Cedar Point. That will be fantastic. Very nice. Guantanamo Bay of the Midwest. Cedar Point? It's not that bad. <laughs> the skies are gray, just like my feelings. I've been very depressed recently. Why is that? I feel like we should just make <laughs> the Astros have to play the Mariners, and I don't want to have anything oh. to do with it. So uh, it's a good don't day, though. It's a good day outside. I love the. I love when it's gloomy, especially on MLB The Show when you put on Overcast. Best thing in the world. No sun. No sun is the no best sun? thing in the world. No sun. I do agree. I like. I love cloudy, rainy days. Those are much better. Yeah, it's it's hot. Like old cats. It's very hot. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I've got milk, so I want to be in bed by 10 p.m. <laughs> Tomorrow I have to be in a, a broadcast booth without air conditioning, and it's supposed to be 104 degrees. So oh, it's not that bad, Nolton. That'll over be it. that'll be very be broadcasting. AFC Columbia. Oh yeah. Shout out AFC Columbia. If you're in the Columbia area, go to their game. They play tomorrow at five. Um, We're at at Battle High School, which is who against? Oh, I should know. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Way to do your prep work, Nolton. This is something we go over every day in KCOU. Hold on. Every meeting. This is good. Pre- I'm not doing it for KCOU. The prep works. The well, prep works they different. Prepare you. Um, they let me see. You. Oh, uh, I think it's. Oh, the Kansas City Wanderers was what they're called, or Wanderers. Are they wondering? I don't oh. know. I don't know what they're oh. wondering. Uh, but what I'm wondering. Uh, gentlemen, is what were your thoughts on SEC Media Day? SEC Media Days, I should say. Um, Mizzou, that's of course the media circus for football um, in the SEC. Mizzou were um, represented or sent their representatives on the first day. Um, but what did you guys? What did you guys think of it? Look, man, media SEC Media Days are a bunch of crap. There's no reason to read into any of what's said other than what people say about the state of the game. And it was especially as useless for Mizzou because we just keep parading Barrett Bannister around going, look, it's Barrett Bannister, everyone. Talk to Barrett Bannister. He's not important. He's not going to say anything that makes headlines. Talk to Barrett Bannister media. And I'm not downing any of the journalists that go there because it's not their fault, but it is kind of a, kind of a meaningless thing in terms of everything actually it was a regular mizzou mizzou football press conference just in atlanta just a different setting just a different reason for the mizzou football players that are trained to say different things to come up and wear different you know wear suits and you know not have to be in their sweaty you know uniforms so overall it you know i know jack was actually there but i think the only thing that's the big that came from this is that Connor Wood was snubbed from being put on the podium. You know, Connor Wood, I, he had a, he did a great job in the um, in the spring talking to the media. He was trained very well. Uh, he sounded like a good talker up there. He's a funny guy. He wasn't going to say anything that Mizzou didn't want him to say, and so I feel like he was snubbed. Yeah. Uh, um, oh yeah. Go ahead, Ben. I, I I saw some of the questions that Drinkwitz was asked, and um, were you the one, Nolton? Did you ask any questions? So. When I, yeah, and like Kenny said, I did go down there to cover it. Um, I didn't ask him any questions when he was on like the main stage, but he did local media availability beforehand. Him and all the players mm-hmm. did. 
Um, and so there, I asked him a, a couple questions. And I'll be honest, I asked him and all three players something, and I wasn't nervous at all for the players. Drinkwitz, ter- I was terrified to like flo- oh, to yeah. like ask my question. Drinkwitz, uh, he can be a little bit of a he's a funny dude, but he can be a little bit. You know, he can have a little bit of zingers yeah. thrown in there. So he'll make fun of you if he thinks you asked a bad question. Yeah, I, I did don't get made fun of. I didn't get make, made fun of. I was just I was nervous for exactly that. But that, at those, I did ask him some questions. Um, it was pretty cool. I got a nice quote from Isaiah McGuire about uh, his thoughts on crawfish, um, which was that was fun. Um, and Martez Manuel, too, was was a fun interview. Bannister, like you guys said, kind of the same. Like, you know, he's a good... Here's he, the 800th time this offseason you can talk to Barrett, Barrett Bannister, Bannister, everybody. Yeah. Are you in love with Barrett Bannister quotes? Isn't it so fun to talk to the guy that's really good on third and two? He's getting married, like, next week. Found that out. You know out. what? I'm happy for Barrett Bannister. He somehow has been a senior all four years we've been here, but <laughs> uh, it is good to see him grow in front of our eyes. Did yeah. you ask him about Michael Maddie's talk? I did not he's, ask him about. Oh, that's, that's uh, his like, favorite. No, they, they, someone did. Sorry, someone totally someone. did. Yeah, they talked about him. Yeah, um, talked about Duke. Yes, they talked about Duke. Yep, Duke. Duke was mentioned. What did you asked like, what was the big question you asked, Nolton? I asked. So I asked Drinkwitz about the one. The one thing I did get kind of uh, what I felt kind of roasted for, even though it definitely wasn't, was I asked him how the like what he was seeing from Elijah Young and Nate Pete who are kind of the who I speculate to be the two running backs that are going to yeah. mostly fill Tyler Beatty's spot. And before he got into any of them, he went he went and mentioned every single other running back that's also on the roster cuz I only brought up two of them. And so he mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, we got all these guys. They're all really good." So it was like very, you know, it was a by committee. He's, he's not doing that like uh, because of you specifically. I just he got peppered with questions about Who's gonna be the lead back right. this spring? I think. And he was, yeah, he, he, he just, just very. Just it, it seemed very much like he wanted it to be a commit. Like he wants to make sure everyone's mentioned. Everyone's got a you know, a shout out mm-hmm. in terms of how hard they've been working. Um, and then I asked, I asked him about um, where he thought they were headed in terms of reaching the upper echelons in the SEC because he said that that was the goal ahead of like last year's media days. Um, I asked Barrett. What did I ask Barrett about? I don't even Who really remember. Cares? I, I don't even remember. Uh, Isaiah McGuire at the very end, I asked him what his thoughts on crawfish were because Martez Manuel mentioned that they did like a crawfish boil or something um, mm-hmm. as a team, and like people were very scared to try it. And Isaiah McGuire was like, "Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to have it. I was a little scared," which makes makes me laugh like a you know a six four, two hundred thirty plus pound guy, not not scared, you know, not mm-hmm. scared of. SEC offensive lineman, but won't try a crawfish, which I thought was have, he has some draft type behind him now too. Oh yeah, so. um, that was one thing I wanted to ask uh, Martez Manuel about was what he thought about Chris Abrams' drain being like mocked so high, but I didn't I didn't float that one. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was a really I mean it was a cool experience. I saw uh, Marty from Marty and McGee just walking around getting coffee in the hotel. Um, nice. Yeah, that was cool. Stetson Bennett wasn't there when I was there, but he looked like a coach. He didn't. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like a college player. No kidding. He looks like he doesn't look like an athlete. Yeah, he just looks yeah. like. A, yeah, he just looks like some a thirty-four-year-old car salesman is what I picture him as. Yeah, um, but, um, but it was a good question, or it, it was a good uh, experience, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but what I was gonna bring up was while I didn't I didn't ask any questions on the main stage, some of the main stage questions to Drinkwitz were questionable. Uh, there yeah, was, I saw one. The one I wanted to ask about was yeah. like, is it harder to attract Mizzou St. Louis fans that are also Cardinals fans? Who asked that? Yeah, so I if from what I if I remember this correctly, I think it was someone from. He said he was from Memphis, and he was like, "I'm from Memphis. The St. Louis Cardinal fandom spreads wide." He was like. St. Louis probably has the like second best like surrounding market for baseball or something. And then Drinkwitz, of course, naturally went, well, who has the best one? And he goes, uh, I think New York just based on the numbers. And then he was like, yeah, do you have to fight with the Cardinals for attention to the team? And Drinkwitz gave the classic, you know, I don't care what Mizzou's professional team you root for. You need to all be Mizzou fans, 
which like he dealt with the question very well. But Dave Matter, um, who's a reporter for the, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, had a very funny tweet where he was like, he like rephrased the question and was like, drink, drink didn't seem to answer, understand the question. I don't think I did either. We were all very confused in that room about what that was. Um, yeah. And then the other one was someone just straight up asked him uh, how Georgia was going to be with having three tight ends with like Eric, Eric Gilbert coming back. Like, I get Mizzou plays Georgia every year, but he was just like, the guy was just like, oh, you know, Georgia has these guys and these guys. They just won a national championship, and now they're getting Eric Gilbert back. You played them last season. What can they do with the three tight end set, with, uh, especially with those kinds of players? I'm like, Drink's not the coach of Georgia. Like, I don't – and Drink was just like, well, I think they have aspirations to win another national championship. That was all he said. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, respect. So he dealt with the the, best tight end room in the country, but it's not at Mizzou. I don't really know what he wants to say. Yeah. Oh, we got to cover them. Yeah. That's what, that's what, even, even if you had phrased it, like, what are you telling, or what do you think you're going to tell your secondary to cover those guys? Like, even that would have made sense, but just, Mm. I don't know. But then again, I respect, because it's a big room, like full of media. And so I respect them for standing up and asking a question because I, I wasn't doing that, but yeah, it it was, it was interesting. I saw that, Clark Lee, Vanderbilt's coach, had like a 2,500-word opening statement. <laughs> and then it, well, he was immediately followed was it Mike by Leach? Mike Lee, yeah. whose opening statement was, appreciate it. Any questions? <laughs> Which is very, if you've ever paid, if you paid even a slight amount of attention to Mike Leach, uh, that's what he does. But, yeah. Good job, Knowlton. That's uh, that's probably something you won't forget. Oh yeah, uh, you know I tried to do the the football writers proud, and so I hope I, I hope I accomplished that. It was it was very fun. I mean, we were in and out of there very quickly. Like we drove down Sunday, and we were driving Tuesday, like Tuesday morning. We were driving back. So I wish I could have saw more of Atlanta, but it was pretty cool. Um, I feel like one of the biggest things that I saw on social media, though, just more than anything, was just Drinkwitz's shoes feels like everyone had to oh, post yeah. about it. Everyone had a picture of, Jordan, of his Jordans or whatever Nikes he was wearing. Mm-hmm. Even like, like the SEC page was too. posting it. Yeah, like he's like, he called out Lane Kiffin. He's like, mine are better. You know, that was kind of funny. But yeah. overall, it feels like that was probably like a top two thing talked about on social media yeah, he had, about uh, SEC Media Day for Mizzou. Yeah, he had um, Nikes that I forget the person's name who gave them to him, but it was someone – and they have like a it, 2022 is the year of the tiger, so they're like Chinese New Year themed, like custom ones. It's pretty cool, but yeah, that was a, that was a big topic. Mm-hmm. That that and um, what is uh, he said he was gonna he's growing a mustache for fall camp, apparently. Uh, he's a Top Gun. I saw that. Yes, because of Top Gun. So every, we asked all of the players what they thought of. Um, I, I actually asked Martez Manuel that. I was like, "What do you think of the drink drink stash idea?" Is what I said, and he was just like. I'm going to have to pass on that one. I don't know. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he started laughing. But yeah, it was a, it was a good experience. I didn't I don't know that any other super crazy moments happened other than the guy for A&M getting arrested before he was supposed to appear. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that? That was that I was did. Mess, Most a, of the buzz I saw was basically about like Nick Saban didn't like the direction of college football, which I think is what everyone thinks at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clark Lee was boring people to tears. <laughs> Mike Leach is just a dork. Uh, and then Jimbo Fisher got asked about Nick Saban and kind of didn't didn't stoke the flames of that uh, rivalry. Oh, one guy asked, who's the Arkansas coach again? Oh, Sam Pittman. Yes, I saw this. Yeah, so someone asked Sam Pittman. Oh, well, he didn't even ask a question. All he said was Arkansas uh, is, like, the best team in the country in terms of getting wins against the spread. And the guy, like, said that fact and then just goes, I just want to say thank you. And Sam Pittman was kind of like, what? He's like, I just want to say thank you for being the best team against the spread. Sam Pittman just stands there and just goes, gogs. Moved on. It was very funny. Did he ask uh, what the he asked what the record was, right? He yeah. was like, he's like, he's like, what's our record against the spread? Yeah, he answered, yeah. and he went, go hogs. Yeah, yeah. Like, go I hogs. saw that video. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one. Um, I don't know who asked that question, but it was funny. Um, but yeah, it, it was. I I, th- I agree with you, Peyton. Like overall, the whole thing is kind of just a circus of people saying the same things over and over and over again. But it it was mm-hmm. a cool thing to be at in terms of a a first time attendee. The College Football Hall of Fame is really cool. They have like a, bet, they have yeah. a wall of all the helmets, but. Um, 
Oh, and the other thing was I was there with TV reporters, and I'm very grateful I work in print because TV looks very stressful. They had to do live <laughs> shots and stuff. Not did not look did not look exciting. I was looked nerve wracking. Yeah. Uh, shout out Chase Madison. Uh, enjoy that. And and who? Who who else was there? Who else was there with Chase representing KOMU that you want to shout out? Oh, Ethan Becker. Yeah, shout out Ethan Becker too. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't want to go into TV. Um, even in high school when I did broadcast, it was just pretty stressful to get going on live, even live streams. Yeah. So I and what that experience is like. Yeah, but there you go. SEC Media Days, a little behind the scenes. Um, oh, and then yeah, should we do we do do we want to do speculating? Quarterback speculation. Yeah, Sam yeah. Horn went undrafted. He did. Uh, he was so a top one hundred prospect. Uh, and I feel like everybody figured that like after day one, he was. You know, everyone knew he wasn't going to sign. A lot of people knew he wasn't going to sign anyway. So no, no team went after him. No team threw money at him. So he's going to be a Mizzou Tiger. But the question is, how many games will he start or will he play in this season? Do you want to go first, or should I, Nolan? I can. I guess I can speculate first. I mean, I. You know, obviously, Drinkwitz wasn't going to reveal anything. I don't think even he knows yet who who is in the like lead for this job. I mean, it's you know, you still got fall camp ahead of you. Um, I think it's still very much a a four a four horse race. Um, I think Sam Horn not having a spring definitely hurts because he's going to be a true freshman. But if he is really this good, I mean, it could be a situation where, you know, if it's Jack Abraham. And then halfway through the season, he's not really winning. They say, well, we're not going to have Jack Abraham after the year. Let's just and, – and the season maybe gets thrown out the window because they've already lost so many games. That's when you could kind of go to Sam Horn. I think he will play this season, especially in just like a game like New Mexico State or Abilene Christian. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to – Drink's not going to be afraid to rotate those guys in, I don't think. So I'll say – I guess if, if in terms of a number, how many games they play, 12? Yeah. Plus they're playing thirteen. Yeah, oh, they're playing right. thirteen. Uh, yeah, four. Let's say he plays in four games. That's a good guess. Yeah, so you get to play in four without and losing retain the... your red shirt. Yes. Um. So I do think, in terms of starting, I would say it will probably. If Sam Horn starts a game this year, the season has probably gone very bad. Either that or he um, just is that good and like week he one he really trots out there. really is that good. Yeah. Um yeah, I agree with that, Nolton. But um I I have a hard time, like Nolton said, he didn't have a spring. True freshman, it's just hard, especially in the SEC. It's a really tough ask. Johnny to, Manziel did. Um, yeah, and so did Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm almost won a national title. Yeah. Um, but it's those cases are few and far between. I mean, Drew Locke, who was one of the most prolific passers in college history, started as a true freshman and was horrible. So I don't think they should rush Sam Horn in to start. So I will say he starts zero games because I don't think the season will get that out of hand. Um. But I will say I think he gets in, especially the games against Abilene Christian and against uh, New Mexico State. Those two, I think for sure we can see him in. So I'll say at least two, at least two games Sam Horn plays. Yeah, Peyton and I talked about this a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. But, you know, if you see Brady Cook, you know, starting the eighth game of the season, I think that you know, we, we both agreed Mizzou would probably be in good shape by then if you're still mm-hmm. seeing Brady Cook you know, under center, uh, you know, at the start of every game. Or and Jack I, Abraham. Or Jack Abraham. Yeah, we, we both we both talked about that, too. It's like the more that we see Jack Abraham being talked about, the more he's in practice, probably a better chance he's going to be the starting quarterback. And, and, and at that point, you think one of, like, Macon or Cook would definitely just leave the program at some point because they're not going to – you know, they, they're almost the same quarterback. They're almost on the same level of starting. So – I think for the future of the, the team, I, I would like to see, you know, you'd like to see Sam Horn play a couple games on the back end of the season too, just pick up some, you know, late drives. Cause there's going to be some blowouts. There's going to be some games out of hand, but um, I, I like the, the thought of two to four games. He'll jump in this season. 
Yeah, I, it, I think you make a good point with Jack Abraham. Like, it definitely says something about Drinkwitz's confidence in making and Cook, the fact that they brought Jack Abraham in in the first place. Like, they're willing to risk a 24-year-old who has one season of eligibility left because they, I mean, clearly think there's a chance he could be better than Cook or Macon. Mm. I mean, um, he has more experience than either. He's seventh-year college QB. And in some ways, like I'd, I'd said initially, it bums me out that, like, Oh, Mizzou might kind of waste a season with just one a guy for one year and then have this problem all over again. But at the same time, you're not going to keep Sam Horn off the, uh, you know, not starting for more than a season because he's that good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a, a recruit like that will just transfer if he's not seeing game time. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. I will see. Um, and, yeah, should we should we take a quick break? Go to quick hits? All right. Yeah. We shall. Um we will take a short break. We'll come back with quick hits in just a little bit. It's currently 3.20 Central Standard Time here in Como. We'll be back with quick hits very soon. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. This is how we do every day. We be grinding. And if you want to come and test us. If you love them enough to turn off your music. And pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is Mommy's Jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community. I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Lay. We just got done doing uh, quite a lot of speculating over who will start at uh, quarterback for the Missouri Tigers this fall, as well as recap SEC Media Days, a.k.a. the Barrett Bannister Show. Um, we're going to do quick hits now, um, and we will yeah get things started. Kenny, go. Or I guess I start, don't I? Because I have Jersey of the Week this week. Um, you do? Yeah, I got, I got tasked with the Jersey of the Week. Um, I am wearing a Poland Robert Lewandowski soccer jersey. Um, my reasoning for this was he has uh, just transferred from his club team, Bayern Munich, who he was with. I'm actually going to read a number to you because even, even y'all, not being the hugest soccer fans, will appreciate this. Um, he transferred from Bayern Munich. He's a striker, probably the best striker in the world out and out, has been for many years now. Uh, in 375 appearances for Bayern Munich, he scored 344 goals. So it's very wow. close to a goal a game. Um, he's 33 Jeez. now, so entering in the twilight of his career, but he's moving on to Barca where he'll partner with some pretty good creative players. I'm sad. I liked him on Bayern. I have a Bayern Munich jersey too. Big Lewandowski guy. But he'll play in the World Cup uh, in November as well. This will be, along with Messi and Ronaldo, this will be Lewandowski's last one. Um, and then surprise spelling bee, can you spell his last name? Can he go? Yeah, I know how. L-E-W-A-N. D O W S K I. Well done. That's correct. Yep. V is a W. That's how it sounds. Yeah, it's right? like it's like Lewandowski. Oh. He's Polish, so yeah. Because he's from uh, Poland. Yeah. Yeah. He is from Polish. Polish. He's from Polish. Yeah, so, yeah. I almost said that. He's from Polish. He's from. He's from he's Polish. Almost... <laughs> he's very Polish. He, I've noticed that he's he was also like a very committed player because a lot of those 
uh, soccer players in the German league will just jump for the for Western European teams all the time. Like we've seen it recently with um, uh, Erling Holland went yes, to yeah. Manchester City. City. So that's pretty cool that he, you know he was there for so for as long as he was. Yeah, I mean, he was so good, and like, especially now, you know, Bayern hasn't been as good of a as a team as as you know they they used to be. Um, they were his whole thing was kind of like uh, he he was in a Damian Lillard situation for a while where he really wanted to win a Champions League, and he finally did get one. Unlike Dame, um, even though people on the Blazers do have rings now, but Dame doesn't because um, of the summer league. But yeah, that that was kind of his situation. So now now at Barca, he's probably going to just as bad of a team they're in a rebuilding mode because their finances are in the toilet but that's a discussion for another day um spelling b spelling b off the dock you too um this week yeah the mlb all-star game was on uh tuesday and so i'm going to do former mlb all-star mvps and the first one it's pretty easy uh terry steinbach oh lord terry Put in reverse, Terry. I'll go uh, first here. Uh, T E R R Y S T E I N B A C H. Correct. Peyton is one for one. Uh, uh, Jack is going to go. Jack's going to go first on this one. Uh, Carl Carl Yastrzemski. (laughs) Come on, you know Mike Yastrzemski. C A R L. Yep. I don't know who Mike Yastrzemski is, Peter or Peter Peyton. <laughs> See, I don't know. Sure Peyton. Do. I don't know who Peyton is either. It's not my day. No, you don't. Um, Yastrzemski. Yep. Why? Yep. I want to spell it like Y U H, like yeah, but nope. I don't think that's right. Uh, y E. No. Okay. Peyton. <laughs> y A S. Yes, Tremsky. Ooh, I think I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, Y A S T R E. No. Oh, good effort. Oh. Good effort. T E R. Dang it. No, it's T R Z E M S K I. Because you gotta get the Zemsky in there. Mm-hmm. He might be Polish too. Uh, third one. Uh, whoever wants it, Peyton's gonna get this one no matter what. But Alfonso Soriano. Nolton, you can get this one. I'm not even going to get Alfonso right. A-L... Yeah, is it F or P-H? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Nolton, don't overthink don't it. Overthink it. You know the... A-L-F? Yep. Yes. Uh, and so, wait. A-L-F-O-N-S-O? Mm-hmm. Uh, Soriano. Oh, I can do this. S-O-R-R... No. Oh, Peyton. It's one R? It's one yeah, R. Yeah, it is. Okay, wait, wait, wait. S O R I A N O. Correct. Uh, last one. Uh, Dave Concepcion. D A V E. Peyton, go. You've got Concepcion. Come on. C O N. Yup. Okay. C O N C E. Yes. P T I O N. No. Oh, so close. T E O N? Hmm? Is it T E O N? No. no. Oh. There's no T. There's no T. Oh. You swap the T with the C. Yeah. Oh, it's literally Concepcion. Yeah. C O N C E P C I O N. Correct. Uh, the only thing I, like, I was looking at Dave Concepcion's like, baseball reference page, he's a nine time All Star. Two-time World Series champion, five-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, and an All-Star MVP, and he's received MVP MVP votes three times. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? No. Yeah, he's not. That's yes, that's not interesting not. to me. Even during that time, like he has a lot of accolades compared to players in today's game that would get him there. But he was. Guess what his career OPS is, Peyton? Like six ninety four, six seventy nine. Oh, yep. that's pretty close. Yeah. That's he. What he wasn't good. Is yeah, why he was I, just good for his time, for his time or era of baseball. Plus. Yeah. Uh, best beat of the week, plus three hundred. Ohio State University to win the national title. According to FanDuel, book it. This OSU team is coming so back good. with a vengeance. So They're good. gonna whoop Michigan. They're gonna 
They're gonna cut. They're gonna cut out all the M's in Columbus. It's gonna be Columbus, and Ohio State's gonna win it this year. And the quarterback, uh, Stroud, is gonna be a Houston Texan. No, wrong, it. wrong. That part's wrong. Seahawk. Mm, you're both wrong there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Another Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny, I agree. Kenny, this is a really yeah, this very is good a take. Good bet. Uh, Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba is one of the best college football players I've ever seen. He's, and then he's unreal. They have Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. outside. The running it's back's good too. Loaded, uh, loaded off. Who's who's the running back? I'm blanking. I'm totally blanking. He was a freshman. It was oh god, I'm blanking too. I know who it. <laughs> I gotta look. Team. I gotta look it up. This is making me mad. You you're gonna say the name and I'm gonna. It's like Travion. No, it's not. Travion um, Henderson. Yeah. Yes. 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 Travion. Oh, Henderson. it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I did know. Dang it. Yep. I should have just been confident. But, yes, Kenny, you know, this is – I think this is uh, my ride-or-die team this year, you know. I think this is a team – Jumping on it early. We're yeah. jumping on early. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, we're going to jump on the bandwagon <laughs> now, guys. No one else I, is on it. Yeah. No one but yeah. us. No one us. else is detecting this. Yeah. So I think we're going to be trailblazers here. We'll be the first ones on. Last ones to leave. Can't wait until Graham Mertz – Runs up 500 yards in the championship game for the Big Ten. Wait, I thought Caleb Williams was Wisconsin's starter today. <laughs> that wasn't that was nice. That was not nice. Owned. Barstool Big Cat's fault that Caleb Williams didn't go to Wisconsin. What did he do? <laughs> no, I did nothing. I mean, you can blame, blame him. him. He, no, he, I think he DM'd him on Instagram, and so the joke's like he scared him off. He probably did. <laughs> Probably saw um, that video of big of big cat's uh, gross gross sweatshirt okay. uh, that has been through the ringer, and he was like, "I think I'm gonna just go to USC." <laughs> <laughs> All right, best thing. Uh, bet, or dirty bird of the week. Oh yeah, dirty bird. Sorry. Cardinals fans, I've heard some despicable things that you would do for Juan Soto on your team. You guys should be put in jail, every single one of you. I, I you guys should be taken off Twitter. The things you say at games already. The only person that stopped the Cardinals fan from saying "Let's go, Brandon" is Brandon Nimmo hitting a home run at Bush Stadium. You guys should be off social media, and I'm I'm tired of it. Cardinals fans, you know you're going to get Juan Soto. Just don't be weird about it. Don't. No. Don't do They're that weird stuff. Juan Soto, but you you'd think they would already have him the way they talk about him. He's going to be a Yankee. It's not going to matter. Oh, it's going to be Kenny's problem. It's not going to be my problem. He's a Brewer. Yeah, there get we him go. on the Brew get crew. Him on the crew. He would love Milwaukee. They're going to they're going to move him to center field. They're going to ruin his career like they did with Yelich. <laughs> Brewer. <laughs> He's a Brewer, but what team is he on, Peyton? Yeah. Oh, I get uh, it. Um, but no, he's actually a Cub. So, um, but that's gonna happen in the offseason. Cub so soon. We have, we, have to, we, have to, we have to save this part for the last the last, the last segment. Or I guess it could be part of the last segment. Oh, it actually probably would be. Uh, um, all right, Peyton. Best thing you learned. I couldn't agree best more. Best thing Kenny, I learned though. this week: the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh my gosh. Joe Shiesty and the crew. They're in white now. They have they revealed their white Bengal helmets today. And they are the most beautiful Clean. things I have ever seen in my life. They are just gorgeous. I can't wait to see the jerseys. They're so – I almost want to buy a helmet. They're so Also, uh, I also learned Josh Manning, uh, Mizzou's latest four-star wide receiver commit. He was a K-State lock a literal week ago, um, and then two days ago – Flip City, all the expert predictions went to Mizzou. Um, Kansas State fans are taking it very well. Uh, really great, in, great, intelligent fan base they've got over in Manhattan. Um, I wish them all the best, and I really hope Kansas State is very good this year. I mean, Deuce Vaughn will be. Yeah, but I hope the rest of that team yeah. stinks. Joe, Joe Burrow, if there wasn't a way they could make Joe Burrow look cooler, I mean, they've done it. They've managed to do it with these helmets. God, it's so it's going to be beautiful. So I cannot. Clean. Jamar Chase to Joe Burrow in those. Or Joe no, Burrow to no, Jamar Chase. No, I like the first one. A little, a little reverse yeah. pass action. <laughs> I I need to see those jerseys. Those uh, it looks beautiful. Just going to make him even more overrated. That's all I have to say about that. Pipe down. Bozo. Oh, you're mad. You're yeah. mad. You're mad. 
pipe down. Oh, your your king lost the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. Your king will uh, go to a Super Bowl for the next twenty five years. My king is in at Ohio State right now, so you don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. Uh, best thing I learned this week: Framber Valdez with his predator haircut is the winner. He won the All-Star game. He became the first Houston Astros pitcher to ever record the win in the Summer Classic. Congrats to Framber Valdez and his ground balls. Well, that was Kenny's Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> I was I was like on the edge of my seat. If any of those like American League relievers ruined that for Framber Valdez, they were going to receive a DM from the under rule, not me, but yes. right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the best thing I learned this week was that there is another Devonta Smith on Alabama. He plays safety. His name is spelled the exact same, and he's on the same team. So I get there's big expectations on his shoulders. Uh, I also received a picture this week for the 2022 All-Name team, uh, including quarterback General Booty from Oklahoma. Um, we've got... Oh, DeColdis Crawford, uh, noted noted receiver, plays for Nebraska now. Legend. Bumper Pool, the Arkansas linebacker, going to come into Columbia this year. Uh, Pig Cage from UTSA, DB. Kool-Aid McKinstry, who actually might be one of the best corners in football. Um, and then mm-hmm. Fish McWilliams, my personal favorite on defensive line. But I, I Taj Butts, where is he? Which one? Mizzou running back Taj. Mizzou running back Taj Butts. He got snubbed. He didn't. Yeah, they put um, Kavose Smoke from Kentucky as the running back. Uh, Ta- Taj Butts. He's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I just it's do we do we think snap. that Nick Saban's real key to recruiting is that he's just cloning all of his best players and he just messed up this time and forgot to change the name. So it got um, left. That's an interesting thought. I'm not so sure uh, that is correct, though. <laughs> or legal. It's that clone? would be in violation yeah. of some recruiting standards. I'd have to imagine. Even nowadays, and you know, he I, he calls out the he calls out the cheating, and yeah. he's not going to let that happen. He doesn't like the way college mm-hmm. football's going. So, no. Yeah, that won't happen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's another Devonta Smith on. Um, so expect a really good safety in a couple years for Alabama because he has the same name. Next, Desmond Howard. That is also going to win the Heisman. Yeah, Desmond Howard. Good luck with that. Um, I think it's time for Ratio of the Week. Um, This week's Ratio of the Week comes from Kyle Newman, DP, or Kyle Newman, Denver Post. Um, He, quote, tweeted a home run celebration in the DSL, which is a minor league system, with... What a clown show. This trend of spiking your bat and beating your chest like an ape and throwing your helmet after a home run is ridiculous. Simple. Swag bat flip isn't enough anymore. Real ball players act like they've been there before. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. So on top of just being an old man, it had some racial charge <laughs> yeah. to it, it felt like, to say the least. Um don't have the final reply numbers, but it, the tweet was deleted with three retweets, 19 likes, and 624 quote tweets. <laughs> so congratulations. And I just looked. Kyle Newman tweeted two days ago. He tweeted one of his uh, articles. It has 22 replies, no retweets, one like. So he's still getting ratioed. Uh, have fun with that, Kyle. He also had a bunch of comments too, but you can't see it on that screenshot, right? Yeah, I. Yeah, it's I, it was I, over a hundred. It, it was like over a couple hundred. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate the like when, when people misuse the phrase like act like you've been there before, like like that, like celebrating is you know not a part of the game. Like you know, mm-hmm. I feel like you say a phrase like that when someone's like, you know trash talking to like too much of an extent or something like there's i don't know there's just i don't even want to indulge it just just makes me angry it's a walk-off home run who cares yeah like let him celebrate yeah like leave him alone like you wouldn't be doing the same thing if you yeah don't use that the term beating your chest like an ape that is just way too crazy yeah embarrassing embarrassing a deserved ratio Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Disrespect I... the DSL. The DSL yeah, is the best thing in the oh, world. They my... have the best players. They were Brewers. They were Brewers. Dominican Brewers. 
That was Jack. that's that's awesome. Yeah, that, that it was, was actually, the question. Why does the DS? Right. Why does the DS Light get a a league named after it? Because it, uh, because so the, it was the, the best DS. I don't think Kenny heard me. No, I didn't. Uh, I was confused he, what Peyton said. Yeah. He said, why does the DS Lite get a baseball league? And I said, because it was the best DS. Well, DSL also stands for something else that you can't say on the radio. Oh, it stands for... Well, don't say... I, I, don't, I, don't, know I, don't, I don't know. If I'm, I'm, Dominican gonna... Summer League? Yeah, no, like, there's a another word for DSL. Oh, <laughs> No, you definitely can't Uh-oh. say that. Oh, there. yep, that's it. Yep, uh, I looked it up. Oh no! All right, <laughs> we're going to break. My joke, my joke is missed because I, <laughs> I didn't realize the other definition. All right, um, we will be back uh, shortly with wrapping up stuff with the uh, MLB All Star Game. You guys got any more, any more comments? No. What is the best um, DS though? No. I never had one. Hmm? I never had one. Uh, it's not the 3DS. The 3DS sucked. I would say it was the DS XL, actually. Okay. Um, it was a large DS. Really, it ran my Pokemon really well, so I liked it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we'll be right back. It is 3.40 Central Standard Time here in Como. Back with more very shortly. Do you like helping people? Do you think that sexual health education is important, Mizzou? Do you want to grow as an individual? Yeah, Lisa, that's definitely me. You need to apply to Sexual Health Advocate Peer Education, SHAPE. SHAPE is saving the world one barrier method at a time. Their peer educators give presentations all over campus in the Columbia area on topics ranging from abstinence and healthy relationships to anatomy, STIs, and barrier methods. How do I apply? Just Google Shape Mizzou. You can go to studenthealth.missouri.edu and apply online. Wow, thank you so much, Lisa. I want to be a Shape here. You love them enough to do anything for them. Mom, I need to be wiped. Coming. Including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. Last year, four million people graduated from Red Cross classes. One of them could save your life. Join them. Welcome back, everybody, to The Unwritten Rule here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Thought I'd switch it up for uh, the third the third and final segment. We'll just let this play a little bit. Hope everyone enjoys the Minecraft music before we start screaming at each other again. <laughs> I found a village. Oh, does it have a blacksmith? A wandering trader. I don't know. Yes. yes. Traveler. Uh, wandering traveler. traveler. Uh, yes. Anyway, we are back. Uh, we're going to wrap things up with uh, a little bit of all-star festivities discussion in Major League Baseball. First of all, uh, Kenny Payton, I want your thoughts on the uniform game for both teams. Did you like the the black and white clash? And then what were your thoughts? Because they didn't they, – they, they, they've done the team like you just wear your team's jersey for a, a while, right? Yeah, they used to do that. Um I actually really liked the jerseys this year. Um, I did not think I was going to like them, but they looked good. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Um, I preferred the the Futures game jerseys. I don't know if you saw those, Knowlton. I know Kenny definitely I heard saw they were them. good. I'm going to look them up. They had half, like, white and black, and then the other side was, like, orange or blue. It looked really good. Um, so that was definitely, I thought those jerseys were very well done. I still kind of think I prefer the players just wearing their own team's jerseys, although it kind of gets awkward around this time of year because, like, you know, trades are coming up. Juan Soto might have burned his before he wore it today. <laughs> uh, 
And oh, the future yeah, ones are I clean. Thought, future ones, are yeah, clean. I really like the futures game ones. Um, but I thought the All Star Game jerseys were good. They also wore similar jerseys in the uh, Celebrity All Star Game to the Futures Game ones. Yeah, I thought, those were nice. And so again, I, I, they were fine. You know, the gr- all gray and the all white. But I'm, I don't like what Rob Manfred said. He was like, Nike's going in the right direction. We didn't feel like it was best to have all the different players wearing different jerseys. That that's just like what the All Star Game is, though. Like since the 1940s, when the All Star Game started, it was you wear your team's jersey and they put a patch on it. They'll make it look like you know you're at the All Star Game, but. That's the coolest thing about it. It's a bunch of guys on different teams playing together. You know, let them play with the jersey that they wear, like, in an actual regular season game. And I, I think that's where it's getting lost. And this is where I'll say it. Majestic was better at this than Nike is, and I still believe that. Um, mm-hmm. I think we, we definitely got to see more retro stuff under Majestic, and you have barely seen that with Nike. Nike's been very just, like, we're going to follow one rule. You get one extra jersey, and we'll throw some you know, retros at you, but we're going to make the rules. You know, you don't get to choose. Yeah. um, uh, Definitely this year, I felt the jerseys were much stronger than they were last year. Last year, they were an abomination. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't hate what Nike's done for the most part, but I do agree with Kenny. That is kind of the nostalgia in me talking maybe, but I definitely enjoyed majestic jerseys more than Nike. Yeah, I don't know where the whole I, – I won't speak on that debate. But I think I, – I, we talked a little bit about this on the, the penalty box a couple of days ago. I guess I understand the the idea with Major League Baseball. It's a lot more historical and, and you know, older. It has more tradition to it. But the thing I said was mm-hmm. I just feel like all-star games in general are kind of just heading toward this. Like they, they changed it up in the NBA too – where you you know you used to wear your team's jerseys, but they don't do that anymore. Which I guess in in Major League Baseball it's easier because you don't have like the players aren't all clashing together at one. Like you can still tell the difference and whatever between who's on which team. Um, yeah, but I just feel like regardless, sadly of of where you stand on the tradition aspect, it's probably just going to trend toward keeping the you know they have one uniform. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Anyway, you guys. You guys delve in. What what else was important? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Before we get into any other topic, I know ball. I know more about the home run derby than the two baseball than the two baseball guys. Called I was it, hoping you'd it. forget about this. Called it. Um, no, can I will never forget. I should have tweeted. Yeah, props I should have gone. Soto. I should have been way more annoying than I was about it, but I wasn't. Props to Juan Soto. Um, he did have a bit of a Mickey Mouse path there. I mean, he went up against. Oh, so the Cubs in 2016. Uh, well, no, but he went against uh, J Ram, who J Ram's maybe a top five all around hitter in the league. He's fantastic, but home runs are not his mo. Uh, so I, I kind of did expect Soto to win win that one. Then he got to face a 40 million year old man in yeah. Albert Pujols <laughs> because helped. Kyle Schwarber sucks and is bad at baseball. Um, didn't ESPN so uh, not I, count one too? Yeah, was mm-hmm. that the thing? They didn't. They didn't count one. Yeah, MLB rigged. ESPN didn't. But like, I don't think ESPN's the one that keeps the official score. So I don't know what happened there, really. Um, either way, Kyle Schwarber sucks, so I don't really care. Um, I like so Soto had a little bit of a Mickey Mouse path there, but then he beat a guy that dethroned. Pete Alonzo and was hitting 30 home runs around. So it was a very impressive effort and very funny considering the fact that he could be traded. That's true. Uh, very soon. And it's, you know, it's just funny because proves I know ball. Yes. And you did call it correct. I thought a funny thing I saw is Jared Carabas, who's now with DraftKings, no longer with. Uh, Barstool, he talked to a couple players on the red carpet and he went up to Schwarber and he was like, you realize you lost to like a 49-year-old in the home run derby. And then he goes, yeah, and I talked to him after and he told me he wasn't even sore. And I'm like, that's such a lie. Yeah. Like, I feel like they could put Albert Pujols on the injured list right now, the Cardinals could, and say, like, oh, he's, he's worn out from the All-Star game festivities. And everyone's like, yep, makes sense. Tired. 10-day mm-hmm. IL, tired. Well, the Cardinals but, fans will just be like, we're getting Soto in a week anyway. So Yeah, we get Soto. Soto, Goldschmidt, Arenado. How is anyone going to face these three? 
Yeah, I don't know how the Astros are going to deal with Judge Giancarlo and Soto. That's going to be an interesting battle for them. But um, they're the Astros. They'll figure it out. They're, they're a smart run ball club. They're an upstanding uh, member of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Never anyway. took a shortcut. What else was significant? I had to brag. Uh, what else was significant and, and important to note from from this past weekend, or not weekend? Um, but, you know, Tony Gonsolin was a fraud. Uh, my lord, single handedly lost the NL that game. Uh, everyone else did enough to win except him. So hopefully he didn't get much sleep that night. Um, Emmanuel Classe is just unbelievable. Ryan Helsey and uh, Sandy Alcantara are tryhards. Ian Happ got on base, which made me happy. Those were my real takeaways. It made you happy? Yeah, because he was – it was his first ever uh, All-Star game appearance. It meant a ton to him. He broke down crying when he found out he made it. Uh, he walked. So, hmm? He's looking he for a walk in the All-Star game. Did you see the pitches that were thrown to him? Swing the bat. Swing. Take the bat off your shoulders and swing right it, Ian. He'll still never make it back to the All-Star game, oh, and he wasted his time. Wasted his time. Boo-hoo. Who cares? He is. He hasn't. He has never gotten out in the All Star game, ever. He never will Kyle again. Tucker didn't get on base. He oh, never man. will get out Kyle again. It's all out. matters. It's all matters. He's better than back. Kyle Tucker. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, no, the one thing about the Tony Gonsolin thing is that he was the first pitcher ever to enter the All Star game with no losses and pick up the loss in the All Star game. So, oh and my but he's, he was having a pretty good year, and then that probably ruined him. And I kind of hoping it does. But yeah, um, hopefully he's broken. That's such an awesome stat. Like especially if, like you said, he does just suck the rest of the season. Yeah, he's tied, or he leads the National League and wins with eleven. He has the best winning win loss percentage because it's a thousand in baseball. And he was the first pitcher ever to do that and enter and receive the loss. Oh my god! That's awesome. thing about it is he was not getting unlucky. He just gave up absolute moonshots to mm-hmm. Giancarlo and Buxton. Like, he got destroyed. Yeah, speaking of moonshots, too, with the home run derby that was supposed to, like, be the tiebreaker if the game was tied after nine innings, I really mm-hmm. felt like they were going to, like, force it. Oh, like, I, it was three to I two. Yeah, big time. It was three to two, and I was just thinking, oh, someone's going to come up. Like, I don't know. It's like maybe Ian Happ. Like, someone you don't expect, they're going to say, hang a curveball to him. You know, they, they all have ear, ear, ear pieces in. Ian hang Happ it to him. standing on deck when the when the game ended, uh, I was really upset. I really wanted him to have that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just, I was really thinking that Major League Baseball was going to force that into this year because they, they the, made it a big deal. The NL probably would have won because I remember oh, definitely. The, the AL did not have very good. It was Ty France, Kyle Tucker, and Julio Rodriguez. And that's not yeah. a good home run derby. And or those home are run derby power group. guys, but that's not, those are not three prolific power guys. I can't remember the National League. It might have been like Ronald Acuna, Pete Alonso, and Schwarber. Schwarber, yeah, three guys yeah, who were actually it was in the NL in the East home versus AL West. Yep. So. Yeah, I when when I saw that come out, I was like, oh, this game's definitely rigged. Like we're we're going to a home run derby, no doubt. And I watched the I end of it. I was him. like, yeah, I watched the end. I was like, oh, this is def- someone's definitely hitting hitting one. Send this into the the derby. Um, Anything else? Who was it? Uh, who got angry in the All Star in the celebrity game? It was um, Walter White. Brian, was Walter Brian, White. Brian Cranston. Yeah, he uh, he got, got kicked out. Into Walter White. He got kicked out. Yeah, he got kicked out. He got thrown out of the game for throwing stuff at the umpire. <laughs> I think I think it was a bunch of like sunflower seeds or bubble gum. But I think it was bubble gum. He came out with a bucket of it and threw it at the umpire for calling him out. And then he got he got wrong he got wrong up and they took him out of the game. He was kicking dirt on his shoes, too. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he was literally doing the Walter White, like, screaming. Like, it was kind of scary. It was funny, though, because he he looks back. He looks back. He takes, like, a ball, like, right on the edge of the plate. You know, it could have gone either way. Umpire calls it strike three. He just, like, turns and looks very slowly and just (laughs) is, like, angry at him. And then he starts cussing, like not cussing, but he's probably yelling at him and stuff. And it was just he was overall, yelling, it was inside and kicking dirt on him. I was like, oh yeah. my. Wow, but that's man. the only thing, like you haven't seen other I guess we haven't seen I haven't seen anything else from that game. I know Hunter Pence hit a home run and then flashed his Giants t shirt underneath his jersey at the Dodgers fans, but 
I don't think anything awesome. else was fun from that game. Oh, I Jojo Siwa hit a home run. Jojo Siwa hit an really? inside the park home run. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I did not see anything other than the Brian Cranston thing. Because I watch, I found in a, uh, a perfectly legal stream uh, for the Futures game. And then once the Futures game was over, I did not watch the All-Star game. You turned off said perfectly legal stream to avoid downloading a perfectly yes. legal virus on your perfectly legal computer? Yes. Precisely. Right. Nolan. right. Understand. Um, okay. So I guess last, last thing then, and then we will call it a day. Where is Juan Soto going? Well, I don't think he gets traded before the deadline. I don't think because right now it's a difficult thing because an offer for Soto is probably going to be the most intensely crazy return for a player ever. And I think it would take really good prospects and major league talent. And the teams that are going to be willing to do that right now aren't going to be willing to part with major league talent at this point while they're in the middle of a playoff push. Like for example, the Cardinals would probably have to give up for their best prospects, but they'd also probably have to give up like someone like Dylan Carlson or Tyler O'Neill. Um, and those are two guys that are contributing for their playoff level roster right now. So I don't think they want to completely mess up the whole fit right now. And the same can be said with like the Padres, the Yankees, a lot of different teams. Um, So I don't think he gets dealt at the deadline when he does get dealt. um, It could be a team. It could be any team in the off season, really. But if I had to place money right now, I think he winds up on the Yankees or on the Dodgers. I just don't think he winds up in St. Louis. Yeah, and I, I'd like to you know throw on top of that when you see a, you know a team that's facing a lot of injuries right now, and then they trade away players that are contributing, like you said, like Dylan Carlson, and I think Tyler O'Neill might be still injured. You bring in Juan mm-hmm. Soto. I don't know how much better you get right at that moment, especially with injuries. You're bringing up other prospects to fill those holes, and it's not going to work out at that moment. But I think if he does get traded, it's going to be at the last second. Teams are going to try to outbid each other, and that's going to be the best thing in the you know Nationals' favor. Get as much as you can. Make. T- Teams overbid. I don't know how much you can overbid on Juan Soto. He's the best player in baseball, besides Shohei Otani. But you, you get you're going to get a lot for Juan Soto, and I think it's going it, to he's going to go to a team that's going to pay him. I, I think you know the team that's going to give him the most money is the team that's going to lock him down. And I, I really hope it's a National League West team. I think like the Giants and the Dodgers, Padres all make sense. Just you know get him out of you know keep him away from the American League is all. I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm going to go Padres in the long run, whenever that is. Okay. I do hope you're right. I would love it to be the Padres. Right. That would be really good for baseball. Really, really. That would be so nice. I mean, the Padres are the only team in San Diego. They're a smaller market team. If they get Juan Soto and extend him, those are two absolute superstars that can really, like, just make, San Diego, an unbelievable baseball town, I think. Okay, so we hope the Padres, but speculation mm-hmm. to the Yankees, and Kenny just wants him as far away from the American League as humanly possible. <laughs> Keep him um, out of St. Louis, and I and won't yeah, care yeah, no, even I'll weigh in. That's the only thing I feel comfortable weighing in. Please no St. Louis, I swear. I'd be so yeah, upset. Though they um, do not deserve it. All right, with that, we will call it a day. Hope everyone enjoyed the Unwritten Rule this week. We will be back same time, same place next Friday. And everyone have a fun and safe weekend. Adios. We're in Menomina, and you're listening to KCOU. Columbia. 88.1. Listen, Mr.